Isn't it exciting to baptise three amazing people? I loved hearing all their stories. And just it's amazing to see how God just pours his love as a father out on us and just shows us how much we're loved. Um, Please excuse my bare feet. Um, As most of you will know, I tend to walk around in bare feet anyway in the summer. But um, yeah, I couldn't get my shoes on quick enough to get up here. So I'm in bare feet. I'm on holy ground. It's all good. We're fighting. Cool. So, um, Ethan, I'm not going to do the video, so we'll we'll leave that. That's cool. Thank you. I just wanted to start by uh, mentioning next Monday, so Monday the 28th of February. Um, Chris and Nick have mentioned this already, but a guy from the Vineyard Church of Central Illinois is coming over. Putty Putman is going to be here with us for the evening. The man with the best name that I know at the moment, I think. Um, he um, established a School of Kingdom ministry a few years ago, and it's reaching thousands of students across the world. And we are so excited to have him here with us. Um, he, I found a clip of him uh, online telling his story. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to show it to you this morning now, but I just want to encourage you, go and look him up online, and go and look at his About Me section, and just watch his story of how he experienced the Holy Spirit and what happened. And he's... He prays for, he's seen people experience the Holy Spirit, he's seen healing, people casting out demons and stuff around the world when he's kind of, he's kind of taken, taken his school and taken his teaching everywhere. And he's just an amazing teacher, a great storyteller. And so I just want to encourage you, he's bringing a team of people over to be with us on Monday the 28th of February between 7.30 and 10, right here in this space. So yeah, we want to encourage you, come along, come and join us. Um, there will be an opportunity to sign up for that as well on the website, so we'll get all of that out to you and let you know more about that. But please do come along and join us for an evening with Putty Putman. And also, it, you may have noticed this morning that Chris and Nick are not here. They're having some time away this weekend because it was Chris's 50th birthday yesterday. Um, uh, so... Um, I hope he had a good day. I've had a couple of texts with him. I don't think he blew away in the storms or anything, so I think that's good. But next week, we are going to... They're inviting you to honour him and to join in next week as we have some cake and drink together after Worship Fest, as we celebrate Chris together. And we'd love you all to hang around with us after the service next week to celebrate his 50th birthday with him, which would be an amazing time of family being together. And today... Vic mentioned this briefly earlier, but we're hosting a newcomer's lunch afterwards at our place. So if you would love to come, if you're new to Asher Vineyard or newish, and would like to come and ask any questions, hang out with some great people, eat some burgers, then please do come and chat to us afterwards. We'll tell you our address and let you know where we are, and you would be so welcome to join us. Right, that's all of the formalities over with. Um, You've joined us in the middle of a series this week, talking about family. Now, in... Oh, green. Ethan, can you move my slides on, please? Thank you. Um, You've joined us in the middle of this series, talking about family. And our description of who we are as a church starts with, we are a family on a mission. And so we just wanted to spend this time talking about family... What does that mean? It can mean so many things to so many different people. But we wanted to look at what the Bible says and how roles and how we best play a part in that. 
So Chris, a couple of weeks ago, thank you, spoke about believing the best. And Nick, uh, last week, spoke about how we move towards each other and can encourage each other and draw people in. And Kat's going to finish off in a couple of weeks, weeks' time talking about forgiving one another and restoration. But this week, I wanted to talk about unity and what it means for us as a family together heading in the same direction, supporting each other, loving each other, looking out for each other. And the reason we talk about family is that we see it as the culture of heaven. Jesus knows that he is a son and he knows who his father is. And he invites us into that relationship as well. When he talks about praying, he suggests we start our prayers with our father. He doesn't say my father or his father. He says our father. And throughout the New Testament, Paul refers to the people he's sending letters to around the church as brothers and sisters. Family is a, a biblical thing. It's a, it's a great thing. And we would love to invite people to be part of a family of God, with God as his father, and we're brothers and sisters, but also part of a family here at Asher Vineyard. When God designed us, he designed us to be part of community. And it gives him amazing pleasure to invite us into that. And as we heard in the stories of the people being baptised today, he wants to lavish his love on us and show us what it means for us to be sons and daughters of a father who loves us extravagantly. So God is inviting us all this morning to let ourselves be his sons and daughters, to be loved and cherished, and he is relentlessly pursuing us. So what does that mean in terms of unity and us being together in that? Now, there's a, there's a prayer that Jesus prays. In, it's in the book of John, and it's just before he's, he goes off to have his trial and um, to be crucified. And as part of, he's speaking to, to Father God in the garden, he, and he prays this. He says, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. So that's referring to the disciples. He's not praying for the disciples alone, but all of those who believe in Jesus because they've heard what the disciples have got to say. So that's us. That all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you have given me, uh, that, that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me. May they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Jesus there is talking about us being in unity, that us be in unity just as he and his father are in unity. There's a depth of relationship there that isn't just that we agree with each other or that maybe we see eye to eye on a couple of things, but there's a depth of relationship that comes with that unity that Jesus is comparing with the relationship he had with his father. So we as sons and daughters are invited 
into a relationship of family. And there's unity that comes from that. Unity is good and it is pleasant. That's what it says in Psalm 133. It's what Father God is calling us to. That's the good part. He's inviting us into that. But it's also pleasant. It should be the desire of our heart and become our desire increasingly that we live in unity, loving one another and moving forward together. And it's that that reflects who God is to the people around us. This all ties back into what Chris was talking about and Nick spoke about last week. Jesus said, love one another as I have loved you, so that you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. If you love one another, he even repeats this in that prayer that I just read a minute ago. The world will know that you sent me and have loved them, even as you have loved me. And that's by the sign of us being in complete unity and loving each other well. So as we're in unity together, that reflects God's kingdom, who God is, and the Father heart of God to the people around us. And that is how the world will see Jesus, through the way we love each other. As we choose to move towards each other, believe the best in each other, and celebrate each other as family. And that's what becomes the good and pleasant fragrance of the church. But what does that even look like? What does that... How can we even kind of put that into a context? God reminded me of something that really helped me with that. So last summer, we took a few of our older godchildren to London to see the Prince of Egypt musical. It's the, the musical stage show... It was absolutely amazing, and the, the music, the songs are great. I don't know whether you've seen the film or, or the stage show itself. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. There's a load of dancing in it as well, like movement of kind of the body and stuff. I don't really get that sometimes. I look and kind of see someone jumping around, and it's, it's lovely and it's beautiful, but I don't appreciate it as much as I appreciate other people might. And there's a lot of dancing in The Prince of Egypt. But there was one moment that really struck me. And it was the part where they depicted the story of Moses and the burning bush. I haven't managed to find a video, but it looked like this. Now, what really struck me in this moment, oh, if we get it up on the screen, please, that would be amazing. Really struck me in this moment that I... Fine. There's a load of people all, <laughs> all together forming the fire that Moses is looking at. And that, that fire, those people coming together, form this massive image of a fire. And they all sing in harmony, depicting the voice of God. They move together to reflect the movement of the fire. I found it so powerful to see. And in preparation for this today... God reminded me of that image. People from different backgrounds, different, different, whether they're male or female, wherever they've come from, all gathering together to reflect God's glory, to reflect who he is.
And as I was remembering this image, this picture, he reminded me of a, of a story that some of you may have heard me tell before. But it, it goes like this. One day, a pastor paid a visit to a member of his local church who'd become a bit disillusioned and spun off to the edge. He'd separated himself from the rest of the church. And so he went and visited this, this guy at his home. And they didn't really exchange many words. It was like there wasn't much to say. But as they sat before a crackling fire, the pastor grabbed the tongs from the hearth and he pulled one of the coals as he reached into the ember out and put it on its own in the hearth next to the fire. And as he took out that single glowing coal, they both sat watching as he set it on the stone floor. And puzzled but remaining silent, the man who the pastor had gone to visit sat staring at it. And gradually, the coal began to lose its colour. Finally growing dark and cold, till it lost all colour altogether. The effect was not lost on this man, and he looked up at the pastor with tear-filled eyes, realising maybe he was that coal. Now for me, and I feel what God is inviting us into this morning, it's an opportunity for us to get ourselves back into the fire. Where maybe we've spun to the edge or taken ourselves away, we want to join in with the fire and the unity of reflecting the glory of God. And I think there are people in this room today and possibly watching online who feel like they are on the edge. That they're on the verge of their fire dampening out. Because they're not in the body of it. They're not looking at the centre of it. They're not in the middle of the burning blaze. And I think God wants to say to you this morning, or whenever you're listening to this, now more than ever, it's time to jump back in. It's time to position yourself back in the centre of the fire. And the amazing thing is that if we get that lump of coal and put it back in the fire, as it catches light and joins with the other coals, it actually does make the fire hotter. It brings something else, something new, a new sense of growth to that flame, to that fire. And that this morning is what God is inviting us into as we reflect his glory together to show people around us who he is as we love one, each other, love one another well and love each other well. And if we want to see Ashford, to see the fire of Jesus and who he is and the love of a father, maybe it starts with us knowing and living our identity as sons and daughters as brothers and sisters, and as we live in unity together as family together. So we talk about bringing life to Ashford here, and we feel that's what God is calling us to. That's our, our, kind of, our, our mission and what we're going after. And we break that down into these aims that are on the screen now. And I just want to encourage you to have a look at those how are you playing a part in working together with this family to head in that same direction, to show the life of God, to bring life to Ashford?
across this city, across this town. What does that look like for you? How are you bringing what you have to this? If you're new here or just visiting, what does this look like for you in your home, in your workplace, in your community, in your life? I'm not going to go through and read them all now, but this is how together here as a family at Ashford Vineyard, we say we're bringing life together through increasing people's connection to God as a father being the, the main one that sits above all of those. Now there's one addition to what I wanted to say this morning. And this unity I'm talking about is amazing. It's good and it's pleasant and it reflects the glory of God. But it's important we don't confuse unity with uniformity. Uniformity says you have to be just like me or the person who is trying to get you to be uniform. How often is it the case that we try and solve problems by wishing someone would just think like I think? Or think the same as me as we try and convince them and try and explain to them, no, come and see it my way, come and see it my way. We're all made in the image of God, yes. But that does not mean we have to live the same, be the same, think the same, act the same. As a family, the beauty of it is we all bring our own history. We all bring our own opinions, our preferences. And that's even depicted in the description of when we get to heaven, where every tribe and tongue will come together to worship him. And they're all going to be welcomed with open arms into his presence as Father God's sons and daughters. Every tribe and tongue means people with different backgrounds, different languages from different countries. And maybe those have formed different opinions in themselves. Maybe that might even be people with different political views to you. Maybe that may even be different views on how to best cook your steak. Different views on Marmite. Or maybe even different views on whether or not to get a vaccine. As a family, we need to love each other well despite our differences. We don't need to be the same. We don't need to be uniform. People will know and see, the follow, see that we are followers of Jesus and see who Jesus is because we all have something to offer that we bring together in love. Now, this is reflected really well in the verses that Nick spoke about last week. She stole my thunder a little bit, if I'm honest. <laughs> but, um, so I'm going to read it to you again. It's there in 1 Corinthians. It's where Paul, t- Paul writes about the body that has many parts. It's going to come up on the screen. You can grab a paper version if you want as well. But it says, Just as the human body is one, though it has many parts that come together to form one body, so too is Christ. For by one spirit, we all were immersed and mingled into one single body. And no matter our status, whether we are Jews or non-Jews, oppressed or free, we're all privileged to drink deeply of the same Holy Spirit. In fact, the human body is not one single part, but rather many parts mingled into one. So if the foot were to say, since I'm not a hand, I'm not part of the body, it's forgetting that it is still a vital part of the body. And if the ear were to say, since I'm not an eye, I'm not really part of the body, 
is forgetting that it is still an important part of the body. Think of it this way. If the whole body were just an eyeball, how would it hear sounds? If the whole body were just an ear, how could it smell different fragrances? But God has carefully designed each member and placed it in the body to function as he desires. A diversity is required. For if the body consisted of one single part, there wouldn't be a body at all. So now we see that there are many differing parts and functions, but one body. As Nick said last week, if you're a toe, then be the best toe you can be. Whatever you have to offer. We all do have something to offer. We can all add our coal to the fire. We all have something to offer to the body, a role to play, whatever metaphor you want to use. And as we come together, we reflect the glory of who God is. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Father God knitted you together in your mother's womb. He knows the tools that he's given you, what he's given you in your tool belt. So if you're sitting here this morning thinking, I don't know what I have to offer. I don't know what I can bring. Then why not ask him? He made you. He created you. He knows you inside out. He knows the number of hairs on your head. Which is getting less for me, but yeah. (laughs) And... There are great resources out there as well for you to start to delve into some of this stuff. Uh, you could look at something like uh, Myers-Briggs or Strength Finders or even resources like Enneagram and things like that. You can look them up online. I haven't got time to go into all of that now. But there are ways of finding out who you are, what you have to offer, the strengths that you have and the gifts that you have. And we're all invited to take our place. First and foremost in God's family and then to be a part of this church family as Asher Vineyard as well. And we would love for you to find your place. Family honours people, includes people, and celebrates people. And that's what God's kingdom is like. You can come just as you are, bring who you are, bring your past, and whatever you have, and please know that you will be loved, cherished, and welcomed with open arms as we move forward together. Can you stand? just want to encourage you, if, if what I said earlier about the coal being out of the fire means something to you, if you feel on the edge of, or of the periphery and you feel like you, you need to get back in the fire or you feel like your fire is waning and you, you want to jump back in, and I want to encourage you, come over to the snug after we've finished, we're going to in a minute, and we've got some people who'd love to, to pray for you and with you about that. Please do come and find us. Right now, I'm just going to invite the Holy Spirit to come and just to to impart more of his love to us, to show us how loved we are. So Holy Spirit, we invite you right now. Thank you that through Jesus, we can come to you, Father God. We can catch a glimpse of your glory and 
and your beauty, and we get to sit at the feet of Dad. And as we do that, and as we spend time doing that, show us more what it means for us to be sons and daughters to you, Father, and brothers and sisters to each other, that we can live in unity. Not because we all need to be the same, but because we have the same vision, the same mission to bring your life and your love to those around us. And if any of you here right now haven't said, yes, I want to be a part of God's family, I want to acknowledge God as my father, then can I just ask everyone to close their eyes? And if that's you this morning, if you want to say, yes, I want to step in, to this family with God as my father than just to put your hand in, in the air for me now. Father, thank you that we are your sons and daughters. Thank you for all that you lavish upon us that you give to us. And thank you that we get to be a part of your family. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you guys online for watching. Have an amazing rest of the day. If you want to come over to the stump to get prayer for anything, come and find us. If you want to come for lunch, come and find Vic or I. And yeah, stay, yeah, come and see us next week. Worship Fest is back again next week. And we're staying afterwards for cake and drinks to celebrate Chris's birthday as well. Have a great Sunday and a great rest of the week. We'll see you at something very soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to our podcast today and we hope you enjoyed it. For more information, visit ashfordvineyard.org or maybe drop into something if you're nearby. In the meantime, have a great week and know just how loved you are.